What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hoopix, where we talk about basketball and wrestling unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. I'm Jonathan Brown. And first things first, I want to say I hope that everybody had a very blessed Thanksgiving. And speaking of giving, our first topic, um, the infamous LeBron and Isaiah Stewart incident, where LeBron gave Isaiah Stewart a punch to the face, bust him open, and Isaiah Stewart acted accordingly. Um, I believe that, the well, there were suspensions given. Uh, LeBron only got one game. Isaiah Stewart got two. Um, and with that being said, John, first things first, what did you think about the whole incident? First things first. First thing, the whole incident, okay. Um, basically, it was a, block, a box out. Isaiah Stewart, he was a little extra on the box out, and then LeBron reacted to it. And you can tell by the instant replay, he intentionally meant to hit him, but not in his face. He, I believe that he intentionally meant to hit him either like his chest area or, or in his arm. So when he hit him in the face, I knew something was going to go bad. And then Isaiah Stewart, just, I think he went crazy once he like saw the blood or tasted it and just went off. So, I mean, if that was me, I would have went off too once I saw the blood. But that was that was crazy. That was really crazy. Yeah. Um. And I I want to say this. Um. No no nobody's here. Nobody's here straight up. I'm just being real. Everybody was saying, "Oh, Isaiah Stewart wasn't gonna do shit to Brian. Isaiah Stewart just overreacting. This off the show." Let me explain something to y'all. Okay, Isaiah Stewart is Jamaican from Rochester, New York. And as a child, he played soccer and he boxed. Now, one, three, three out of the four things should already tell you to leave this man the fuck alone. But all, all, all three of them, plus the fourth that he played soccer, should tell y'all that Isaiah Stewart is not to be fucked with. Now, my reaction to the situation, of course, it happened to my team, so there's a little bit of bias there, but um, there was a if if it was not thank first of all thank Kai for K Cunningham bro because if it was not for K we would have had Malice in the Palace too I'm serious that Isaiah Stewart would have folded LeBron and sent him in early retirement like I'm I'm being dead serious here um that hit was intentional um I was already anti Lakers before but now it's it's really fucked the Lakers um. Shout out the Kings. Shout out the Kings. Beat them in triple overtime. Go, 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 De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. But um, LeBron was upset that he got suspended. And that didn't sit right with me because I pointed this out the same night, though, because you, you remember the Kermit Washington incident. The rules stated like, uh, did, didn't he um, punch um, Tom Jonovich? Yeah, almost killed him. And then, like, his spinal fluid was, like, leaking. Yeah. So, the rule in the NBA is if you punch somebody, you automatically suspended at least one game. Now, for Isaiah Stewart to be suspended for two, I kind of understand. LeBron being suspended for one, I mean, I didn't think he was going to get suspended personally. But, you know, but that's just because he's LeBron. But... Shout out to the NBA for actually going through with that suspension. But, John, what did you think about the suspensions? Man, I thought they would get, like, 5, 10, 15 games. That's what I thought. But maybe I'm just so used to David Stern handing out suspensions. But, but hey, I mean, we got Adam Silver handing out suspensions. One game, two games, that's, like – that's a slap on the wrist. They probably missed, like, they missed. Yeah, Le- LeBron only missed one game, and now it gets the Knicks. And then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That That's that's literally nothing, I mean, for LeBron. Yeah. And then they came back and beat the Pacers in overtime. And then 
they lost to Sacramento and triple yeah, overtime. Yeah, that that that's terrible, bro. Cause I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. I I parlayed on the Lakers winning by at least between one and ten, but. Once Steph decided that he wasn't going to score 35 and that just completely ruined my parlay, I was like, go Kings. Still sick about that, bro. Still sick. But moving on to the next topic, the most underrated teams in the NBA right now. And I can't believe I'm saying this one first because it shouldn't come as a surprise or they shouldn't even be underrated. But Phoenix is on a 15-game win streak and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And I don't know why. Like, Phoenix is continuing their success from last season, and nobody's talking about it. Now, I think, you know, of course, I think it's because of Golden State. But, I mean, they are second in the conference with the second best record in the league. So, I'm a bit confused about that. Also, fuck Chris Paul, but I'm not going to go there. Um, that it makes no sense how they're on a 15 game win streak and literally nobody in the entire world is talking about it. So, John, what do you think about Phoenix and how they've been performing so far this season? Um, I believe that Phoenix, I mean, I'm not surprised by Phoenix, I'm not really surprised about it. Uh, the 15 game win, winning streak. And no one is talking about it. I think the reason why is because of their opponents that they face throughout their 15 game winning streak. I'm gonna just uh say the team's name. Uh, they beat the last, or so they beat the Cavaliers, the Sun, or no, no, the Cavaliers, the Pelicans, the Rockets, Hawks, Kings, Trailblazers, Grizzlies, Rockets, Timberwolves, Mavericks. Mavericks, Denver, San Antonio, Cavaliers, and the Knicks. So we got a few playoff teams in there, but they're not number one, number two, number three seed. Shoot, number – I think either Dallas or Denver is probably – yeah, Dallas is the four seed. But, but yeah, that's, that's literally it. I mean, team that they faced throughout their 10-game winning streak, Grizzlies and Nuggets and Timberwolves and Kings and San Antonio. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not high enough teams. They're not high enough playoff teams. So I think that's why they're not getting enough attention when it comes to the 15-game winning streak. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I just wish that they still were because, I mean, Hell, regardless of who they playing, they didn't still won 15 games in a row. And that's oh, yeah. that's, that's that's not something you just do. Like no. Exactly. But but um so what what team comes to mind when you're thinking of underrated right now in the league? Underrated. Oh underrated, underrated. Okay, uh, the Bulls are getting the hype that they actually deserve, so I want to say they are underrated. I would say the Charlotte Hornets right now is the five seed in the Eastern Conference. Charlotte Hornets and Wizards, but I'm going to say Charlotte specifically because they did beat my Wizards, I believe, twice. I believe they did. They did beat the Wizards twice uh, recently. Um, last Friday, I believe, not yesterday, but the nineteenth. I believe, yeah, the Hornets did beat the Wizards, and it was at the Wizards' place too. So, I mean, I, Hornets are underrated to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you think that Charlotte will keep this up throughout the rest of the season? Because I do. I said, do you think the Hornets will be able to keep it up throughout the rest of the season? Keep it up throughout the rest of the season. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. Going to be a tough one. I I believe they are going to make the playoffs, but it may be fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth seed. 
Uh, yeah, they got the fifth seed right now, but you also got 76ers and the Celtics. They're they're gonna come back and they they gotta get their shit together. Boston, and, I don't know. I think they're gonna, they're gonna get their stuff together. They're gonna get it together. And the 76ers as well, if they somehow bring back Ben Simmons or make a trade. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean I mean Cavaliers are nine and ten, Raptors are nine and eleven, and Pacers are nine and twelve. I mean, you got 13 teams, right? You got 13 teams in playoff contention. So the Easter Conference is competitive this year. Yeah. So we say the Hornets can keep it up. I don't know. Man. Okay, I, I see. But speaking of the Cavs, man, they have a losing record right now. But you can't say they haven't they they haven't been better than most people thought, man. Like first Brilliant. things first, Evan Mobley, dude. Oh my god, I knew Evan Mobley was gonna be nice, but man, like even in a loss to Phoenix, they only lost by five. And Jared Allen has been going off. Lori marketing has been hooping as well. Darius Garland, um, he's actually benefiting from Colin Sexton being gone. Ricky Rubio too, man. I don't, oh, I don't know yeah. what, I don't know what drugs Ricky Rubio has taken, but Ricky Rubio ain't never been dropped no thirty-seven in a game type of player. Mm-hmm. And he, I forgot who he dropped thirty-seven on. Next, yeah, <sighs> Jesus, yeah. So I, I have to say Cleveland is underrated too, despite them having a losing record right now. Do I think that they're gonna be like a, a top? Six seed, hell no. They probably gonna be the bottom two in regards to the playoff seeding, maybe play in, but they may make a little bit of noise. I don't think they're gonna win anything, but I, I think they'll make a little bit of noise, just not enough to win though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any other team that I think right now is definitely underrated? Um, well, Philly, they're not underrated, they've just been missing a lot of people. Um, yeah, not even a whole Boston. Boston sucks. Um, Atlanta has quietly been a seventh seed, but they're starting to cool down from all the success that they had last year. Um, the Knicks, um, they're not underrated, but let me just say this now Julius Randle's not that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if you actually believe that, he's not. I'm sorry. I have seen Julius Randle miss too many clutch free throws for y'all to be dick sucking this man. So, um, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the game against uh, the Oh, Jesus. Um, okay, do you have any other teams that you could think of that are underrated? Uh, Western Conference. Western Conference, I'm going to go with uh, with the Timberwolves, I mean, yeah, they're mm. 9-10 right now. But weren't they, like, last in league last year? Yeah, yeah they were. Like, last in the Western Conference last yeah. year? So, they, I think they'll be a playing team. Yeah, so kind of like Cleveland? Timberwolves, yeah. yeah they'll definitely so. be a playing team. Yeah, I actually like the playing tournament, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's I actually gonna, like it because it's like, it's like the seventh seed and the eighth seed. They got to fight their way in now. Yeah. They got to fight yeah, their way do. in. Like, you can't just make the playoffs anymore. You got to fight your way in. And right. I actually like it. I actually like it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, when they first started off, I'm, I was thinking it was just good for COVID. But now I'm kind of at a point where it's like, okay, I actually fuck with the entire concept of it because some teams deserve to be in the playoffs, but they just lost a couple of key games. Yeah. Like for example, I'm going to say it. I've said it before and I will say it again. If it had not been for the refs, Golden State would have been facing Phoenix in the first round. The oh, Lakers yeah. were not supposed to be in the playoffs at all. And I yeah. still stand on that to this day. But I'm going to let they it. They lost the first round. Exactly. 
So I rest my case. But moving into the WNBA, and it took months, and I mean months, for somebody to say something about it. Ladies and gentlemen, as announced on, what day was that, the 23rd? That was, what, Tuesday? It was like the day of the suspension. Matter of fact, yep, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Right, no, the day after the Isaiah Stewart and LeBron incident, they announced that oh, yeah. Courtney Williams and Crystal Bradford will be suspended for the first game of the season that they play. Um, I want to say it's about time. Um, that's really all I can say about it. Um, Renee Montgomery and the entire Atlanta Dream franchise knew about this for months and did nothing. So, um, I mean, I'm glad something came from the WNBA side, but the Dream outside of waiting until it went public to say they're not going to re-sign Courtney, that really didn't do much for me. But what do you think about the one-game suspension for both of them? Uh, Well, Courtney got two and Bradford got one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, uh, uh, I mean, if you just watch the video, they weren't, like, fighting other WNBA players. They were fighting random citizens. Oh, yeah. So it's, like, random citizens violating COVID protocols, and that could have got a criminal charge. So I... I think they should have got a little bit more, like at least five. Yeah, I agree. At least five games. And especially Courtney, because she posted the video. Like, why would you post it? Don't ask. Like you you just deserve five games just for posting yeah. the fights that you were in months ago when you could have moved on. And her reasoning was always so stupid. She said, Oh well. The team didn't say anything about it, so I thought it was okay. Like, no, nah, you knew what the fuck you was doing. You knew exactly what you were doing when you did that. So don't even don't even trip off that. You just wanted attention. Like, I mean, that's what I saw. I saw it as an attention move. I mean, WNBA players, they can literally go out to the club the night before a game, and nobody would know them. Nobody would know. Yeah. And then unless yeah. they post it on the internet, like, that's yeah, it's just stupid. Man. But the Man. thing about Courtney Williams, with her trying to get attention, I'm like, they were literally building her up to be one of the faces of the entire league. Like, every promo yeah. video for the WNBA, you saw Courtney Williams. So she was she was getting some attention. Now, you know, granted, it's the WNBA, so they weren't going to get as much attention as they deserve. But come on now. Like it's like uh, All Star Weekend. You only heard one name the entire weekend. Courtney Williams. The whole no, that entire day, that entire day. Courtney Williams, the whole day. So I don't I don't see why she felt the need to do that. Um I don't get it, but hey, um, <laughs> My next, my follow-up question to that is, now that Atlanta has announced that they're not going to re-sign Courtney, where do you think she goes? I really don't know. We just have to play a guessing game. We really have to. There's only a, She can't be on Atlanta anymore, so it has to be one of the 11 teams. It definitely won't be the Mystics. It definitely won't be Seattle. Um, shoot, definitely won't be Chicago. Definitely won't be Phoenix. New York got their point guard. They got Sabrina. Uh, L.A., they're sticking to uh, Taya Cooper. And um, uh, what's her What's her name? Uh, Erica Wheeler. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think she'll, she'll go back to Connecticut. 
Nah, they wouldn't. Even, they wouldn't even take her back. They wouldn't take her back. No. So that's seven gone. Uh, Vegas, they got um, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Chelsea Gray mm-hmm. and Chelsea Plum. So that's that's eight. Uh, Minnesota. They no, they got, they got, they got, they, yeah, they could. All right, that's an option. Minnesota, even though they got Lacia Clarendon, that's an option. Uh, what else am I missing? I'm trying to think. Well, Indiana, Indiana. Okay, that's not. She would not go to Indiana. Number. She would never go to Indiana. Indiana might want her, but she will say no, no with the quickness. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't want to go to Indiana either. Like, <laughs> man, no. So, with that being said, I still stand on what I said a couple months ago when I said I don't think Courtney Williams plays this season. I, I truly don't, because no team is gonna take her at least. Or, you know, because she's kind of big-headed, so she's not going to go to the team that wants to sign her because of where her mental, where her, her mind state is. So either she sucks it up, signs with Indiana, or she doesn't play this season. That's that's just me personally. Um, I, I really don't see any other team other than Indiana going to try to actually pick her up. Because don't get me wrong, she's talented, but her attitude, man, like, she's like, if Ben Simmons was actually good at basketball, there we go. If Ben Simmons, well, I don't want to say actually good at basketball, but if Ben Simmons was actually a good scorer and you took away his elite defense, okay, well, yeah, she's the opposite of Ben Simmons, the complete opposite of Ben Simmons. Yeah. Courtney with the same attitude. Yeah. She has confidence. Confidence and arrogance. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I don't see her getting picked up personally. I at least not right now. So it's either it's Indiana or bust, in my opinion. That that but that's just me though. Um any other thoughts about Courtney Williams at all? Nah, but uh, we do got other WNBA news that's kind of exciting, but also wild. Wait, I missed something? Liz Cambage. Wait, what about her? Uh, she's joining OnlyFans. Wait. Wait a minute. Like, is, is she going to be doing, like, just some some you know some safe work or is she is she going that route only fans I, I don't think she's going like full nude I don't think she's going like full nude I think she's just going semi nude well um more more power to her that's another source of income um be grateful if she doesn't work for Vince McMahon because he would have said no to that shit. Um, <laughs> you know, um, good good for her, I guess. Um, yeah, good good for her, good for her. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, our final WNBA topic of the day: the best players at every position right now, and because I'm I'm gonna be honest, y'all. Because this was my first season watching the WNBA, I may say a name and I might get old. So for all of these, I'm going to let John give his first and then we'll see if I sound stupid. So, John, at point guard, who would you say is the best point guard in the league right now? Point guard in the league right now? This may be a bold prediction, but for guard, I'm going to go with Arike Okunbawe. 
from the Dallas Wings. Okay. See, I'm I'm with you, but I don't know if it was recency biased or not. But for point guard, I see a slew. I, I honestly did say slew for best right now okay. because her ability to not only pass the ball but just lead the offense in general. I was very impressed this season. Um, again, she she's an NBA champion and she truly did deserve it. So, um, I, and also I heard that she worked with John Stockton personally. So that's another huge reason why her assist (laughs) numbers have been going so crazy. So I'm going to go Snoop for best in the league. You said Enrique, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. So then who would you put at shooting guard then? Shooting guard. Uh, shooting guard. Dang. Um, I'm gonna have to pass on shooting guard to come back to it. Okay. Um, personally, I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Diana. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Diana. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, cause it's like, you you know, cause my my thing is like, okay, so you know, obviously, LeBron people view him as the greatest of all time, and people, but at the same time, people are hesitant to say he's the best small forward in the league right now because he isn't necessarily playing like it which I 100% agree. However, Diana Taurasi, I think, has still been playing at such an elite level. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying LeBron hasn't been playing at an elite level because he definitely has. But I think that Diana Taurasi, especially with the finals appearance, she just had a finals appearance. Um, When the rest of the team was down bad, she wasn't. She was helping them get... Now, while it only was a five-game series, that series would have been four games for sure. Well, actually three. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it would have been three. Or did it go to five? Or did it go to four? Um, Chicago and Phoenix? Yeah. Was it four or five? It was four. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, it was four. It was four. But it for sure would have been – it would have been the sweep without Diana. For sure. So I'm going to stick yeah, with yeah. the go as the best shooting guard in the league right now. Now, small forward, who are you taking? Small forward. Uh, a small forward. Ooh. I'm a uh dang. I'm gonna go with you. Rihanna Stewart can play the three or the four. Okay. Cause I I was going I was going Brianna Stewart at the four. So okay. uh picking a small forward. Um that's actually that's that's really hard. That's really really hard. Um, let me think. Uh, you know what? Let me just let me just make sure that this is her actual position before I say this. Before, I, um, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. I know how I'm gonna go. I know how I'm gonna go. So small forward. I'm gonna say Brianna, and at power forward, I'm gonna say John Quill Jones, the MVP. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna switch it around that way. So oh, Brianna yeah. for small forward and John Quill Jones for power forward. So yeah. who who are you going for, at for power forward there? Oh yeah, John Quill. Okay, okay. So now 
This is the one that's the hardest. The, who, who the best center in the league is? Center. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm going to give my four, my four centers, and I'm going to say who's the best. Okay. So the four centers I got is Brittany Griner, mm-hmm. Sylvia Fowle, Tina Charles, and Aja Wilson. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying four. Yeah. Top four centers. Um, the best one. Who had a better season? I'm going to say this past season, Brittany Griner had the better season. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. Because Brittany defensively is a monster. And she did have a finals appearance this season where she played a very, very pivotal role. Um, Tina Charles was this close to breaking Diana Taurasi's scoring average record. So um, Asia Wilson, I mean, she is a huge offensive threat all over the floor. Um, man, I don't know. So you said you want Brittany? Yeah. I'm trying to think all around who would I want on my team. And I can't pick, man. Um, because every 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 single one of those four has a very solid case. Mm-hmm. Man. Um you know what? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick two. I'm gonna pick two. And I'm gonna go Brittany and Tina. So I'm 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 a, I'm gonna stay between Brittany Griner and Tina Charles. And man. So you so you you stick you solid behind Brittany. Yeah, okay. I mean Brittany had a better season. I mean, plus she had a better like winning record than Tina. That is true. Because I'm just gonna be honest. If Elena Deladon was healthy this season, I think Tina wouldn't have the numbers that she had this past season. I agree. Because how many? Because she she only played like what two three games? If yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm in that case. I'm gonna still stick with Brittany and Tina. And Tina, I mean, I I definitely agree with you. If Elena had played this played more games this year. She wouldn't have had this much of a level of production, but I still think that regardless of whether she gets the titles or not, she's still very, very capable of having this type of output. Um, let me think. Oh, I gotta go back to shooting guard. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shooting guard. Um Shooting guard. Floyd or um, Ariel Atkins. Okay. You said Joe Lloyd and Ariel Atkins? Yep. Okay. So in that case, we could go honorable mentions then. Um, okay. So... For shooting guard, I'm gonna go Jewel Lloyd. Um, for center, I'm gonna say Asia Wilson. Um, power forward, I'm gonna say Elena. But for me, to be completely honest with you, I look at Elena the same way I look at Clay Thompson. Like they both have not played in a very long time, and when they were playing. They were insanely good. So while they have, we haven't seen them in a while. I think that once they do fully return, they will be back to their normal selves. So that's why I'm gonna put Elena there. Um, at power forward. Um, the other positions, I'm not too sure. I'm gonna have to think. But uh, what other honorable mentions would you have? Honorable mentions. 
Nafisha Collier as a as a as a number four. Uh, age, I'm gonna put Age of Wilson number five. Number three, I would put. Ooh, number three, I would put Dewana Bonner as number three, and then number two. Number two, I don't, I could put Diana Taurasi, okay. and then number one, Courtney Vandersloot. Okay, okay. See, honestly, this really would have been way more easier if we were doing all time at every position. It, oh, it yeah. really would have. Like this is kind of the reverse of the NBA. Like, you know, when it comes to all time, you know, there's a few names that are kind of obvious, but it makes it hard to do it. But then currently, of course, you can name people. And then WNBA side, there are so many players playing at an elite level right now that is kind of hard to determine. But all time is names that just fly straight off the dome. So we honestly might do the all time one next week, possibly. But that is going to do it for the basketball portion of the podcast. And moving into wrestling, I have been waiting to do this topic for about a month and a half, and this is the perfect time to do it now. The best heel turns of all time, man. And I'm going to start it off with something that just happened recently. And the reason I put it so high, man, is just because it was so unexpected the way it happened, and everybody just ate it up when it happened. Brian Danielson turning heel against Hangman Page, man. Like, because I remember I'm watching, I was watching um, Dynamite, and I'm thinking they just gonna have like a perfect little, you know, face versus face promo conversation, and I'm like, okay, cool. But then Brian Danielson said, oh, well, I'm out here to compete and I don't I, I want you to be ready because I don't want you to make any excuses again. And then he said that, hey, that he was ready to defend his title after WrestleMania and the crowd started booing him. And I'm like, this man actually just said WrestleMania on AEW television, bro. And then he said he was going to take out the whole Dark Order. And what he proceeded to do to Evil Uno that same night, man. That, that was straight murder. Then he beat Colt Cabana ass in Chicago. Literally stomped him so hard that his teeth got knocked out of his mouth. And then after stomping his head in, turned it into the LaBelle lock. And before locking it in, he posed. Then after the facts, he cut a promo and was talking about how the fans had turned on him. And you know what you word he used to describe the fans? Fickle. 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 So recency bias maybe, but that's definitely up there. But John, what about you? What are some of the best heel turns that you could think of? Best heel turns. Ooh. Best heel turns. Ooh. Man, I, I really, ooh. Um, I would just, I'm just list some heel turns that like that actually broke my heart. Uh, CM Punk when he turned heel, uh, by cashing in the money in the bank on Jeff Hardy. That was that was oh, very hurtful. Oh yeah, that yeah that broke me. That that was very hurtful. I mean, Jeff just finished an emotional ladder match against Edge at Extreme Rules. And I believe he was in well. And CM Punk just came and just cashed it in. That was it, Punk, just because of that for like, just for that, for like three years. Hated Punk. Hated it. And then after that, uh, it was a Mark Henry, Mark Henry heel turn. The Hall of Pain. Oh um, my God. Everybody thought he was retiring, but nope. He, he beat the fuck out of John Cena. Man. Uh, 
our truth on John Morrison when he smoked a cigarette. I mean, that didn't hurt my feelings, but it was just something so memorable. Like this man put out a cigarette on a PG show. That was so unexpected. Lit it up and 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 smoked it on John Morrison. Like that's OD disrespect. Man, for real. Um Quick confession, I actually used to be scared of CM Punk as a child um, when I first started watching WWE and I saw him for the first time and he had that rib cage shirt and he looked like a meth addict. And I, he just, because this was back when I first thought wrestling was real and he was one of the first people I've seen. And I'm like, bro, he looked like he didn't kill some movies. So I, w- I was actually terrified of CM Punk, man. Um, heel, best heel turns of all <laughs> Man, I'm I am I am just showing y'all how down bad I used to be as a child on the show. Man, y'all y'all not supposed to be knowing all of this, man. But man, you were scared of man. Look, but but fantasizing Trish Stratus, that's crazy. You know what? You know what? But um let me go TNA, man. Bobby Roode. Ooh. Listen, if you were a true TNA fan, man, you knew that Beer Money was one of the best teams ever. And then when James Storm beat uh wait, who did he beat? Didn't he beat Bully Ray? No, he beat he beat Perk. He beat Perk. He beat yeah. Perk for the title. And I've never like the only time I ever seen a crowd go that crazy for TNA was when AJ won and when Christian won. Never seen. Actually, I think it was a bigger pop, bro. I think that was like James Storm was like the Daniel Bryan of TNA, man. I I just everybody was happy. Then the next week, you know, Bobby would come out. He was he was happy. He was like, no, nah, but I want my shot at the title. I never had the shot. And then when the ref isn't looking, Bobby Roode grabs a bottle of beer and bashes it over James Storm's head. His best friend, bro. Yeah, man. Damn, look how WWE ruined him, bro. Yeah, it's this so man was potential. glorious. He was glorious on NXT, even though he was the oldest guy on the roster. He was still glorious, man. I'm trying to think of another one. Oh yeah, Batista returned, earning on Rey Mysterio. Oh man, oh. I thought Batista killed cat, him, man. bro. Yeah. I thought Batista killed him. Oh my god. Um I'm trying to think of something that was more recent. Actually, let me look to something older, something older. Um let me see. Didn't he didn't Batista say that Eddie's dead? Oh no, that was Randy Wharton. That was Randy. No, 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 no. Batista said Eddie's dead. He he said that to Ray. No, I don't. No, he wouldn't have said that because Batista was just as close to Eddie. Yeah, Batista said Eddie's dead. Um, I could have swore. You can search it up. Search it up. I could have swore. Let me see. Nah, bro. Oh shit, he did say it. Dang, I never knew that. Yeah, I never knew that's, that. how, that's why people hated Batista. Oh my god. Um another one, uh Shawn Michaels turning on Marty Jannetty. I mean that that gave us Shawn Michaels. So yeah, of course. Um I, I mean that was like the success of the heel turn, yeah. like the athlete effect. Yeah. Um the next one I'm about to say, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. And Lord, forgive me for saying this. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. As, oh, as much as we hate him, yeah. It was a Listen, damn good heel turn. That is one of the few good things that man ever did in his career or personal life, bro. The end, It led to the NWO. That, yeah. that is the only reason. I'll let it slide. I won't know. Um, Seth Rollins turning on the shield though. Oh, that, that broke my heart in 75 different pieces, man. 
Um, speaking of the shield, bro, when Moxley turned on Seth, when uh Roman announced his leukemia was back, bro. <laughs> That was fucked up. Oof, Creative oof. was fucked up for that. Creative was that really fucked up. I love they that shit. They should have waited until next week. Nah, and then bro. That was the perfect time to do it. They should have waited until next week. That was the perfect time to do it, dude. Not that, that was, night, bro. That was, that was wild. Perfect. That was perfect timing, bro. That no, I don't know. No, niggas. No. Look, niggas they, were already crying <laughs> in the crowd. They thought we, they thought Roman was gonna die, and then this? Man. What? No. <laughs> oh, they should have waited till next week. Nah, bro, they did that. They did that shit on the right night, bro, because they knew that was gonna get the most heat, and then they fucked it up. <sighs> you know, they 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 just fucked up the whole thing. And they didn't have to. It it was just like, what are we doing? <sighs> Jesus, don't don't get me started on Dean Ambrose, bro. Because I swear to God, I I I will ruin the entire episode, bro. I'm not talking about Dean Ambrose again. Um, let me see. Okay, what other heel turns are you thinking of? Heel turns, heel turns, heel turns. I I wouldn't say Edge was a heel turn, but he's one of the most successful heels, especially when it was like the whole Lita and Matt Hardy. I'm laughing because I know exactly what the heel turn was, but it didn't happen on wrestling television, bro. Yeah. Oh. Um, I know he's over it, but Matt Hardy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, oh my god, like this man turned heel by cheating, by cheating in real life. That is, um, that is the ultimate villain. Um, I, I don't, I, I, nah, bro, that's fucked up. That is so fucked up. Um, another one that I'm thinking of, I don't remember when exactly it was, but Randy Orton, when he turned heel, the first time, the first time he turned heel, because that led to not only the legend killer Orton, but that led to bald Randy Orton. And we all know 2009, Randy Orton was a menace to society, and I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there one more heel turn I can think of? Um, that I would consider for some of the best. I don't know. I don't know. Because there's like certain heels that I'm thinking of. I don't think they ever had a true heel turn. Like they were just like, you know, because. When we met NJF, he was literally already ill. So you couldn't really say he's one of the best. But actually, that could be a follow-up topic. The the best heels in wrestling. Um right now. Right now or all time. Um if we're talking right now, I'm gonna say MJF. Uh, Let's do right now. Okay, okay, bet. So I'm I'm gonna say MJF for sure. Mm -hmm. He's on that list. I mean. I've hated him since the day I first seen him, bro. Like, he looks like an asshole. He speaks like an asshole. He's one of the most disrespectful human beings I've ever met. And he backs it up. Like. Oh, yeah. Jesus, like. like, And then that that promo battle between him and, and Punk, man, that's that's an that is that is in the top five of promo battles of all time. Another heel right now. Yeah. Um. Oh, before you go into that, before you go into that, I want to speak about MJF. 
I've never, as a confession, I've never seen MJF Russell. I've never seen MJF listen, Russell. Listen, I'm gonna tell his you this. Promos now. are so good. Look, if you want an example of seeing MJF Russell, watch his match with Darby from um, Full Gear. That shit should have gotten five gotcha. stars. But Dave Meltzer gave it four because he wanted to be a hangman five and a half. So he gave that shit four stars, bro. You know what? Okay. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm telling okay. you, bro. Watch I've that never... shit, man. That shit was... Bro. Because everybody was saying, oh, MJF is a mid-ass wrestler with great promo skills. And then when Punk said he's just a less famous Miz, bro, I was just like, damn, but he is better than the Miz by far. Not, That's a not great comparison. Goddamn. Listen, because I mean, Miz, don't don't get I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler by any means, but MJF can go, dog. Like that motherfucker. Like, you you ever wanted to just like you gotta root some against somebody but you don't want to that's mjf bro because mm-hmm. it's like when you see him wrestle you don't want to root against him because his moveset is elite but then he'll do some shit to make you hate him at the same time so it, i'm i'm telling you bro like watch that shit that that probably like bro that was one of the best matches AEW was ever done dead ass but um who would you say is the best heel right now Best heel right now. Roman. <laughs> hey. Roman. I'm not mad at that, but I know who would be, bro. Hey. Oh. Uh, bow down to the Jalen. Bro. <laughs> My trouble chief. Hey, man. Nah, but for real, shout out Roman because that heel turn saved his entire career. Oh, yeah. Man. Jesus. But our last topic of the day, a topic that I wish Jalen was here to talk shit with me about this, but when TNA was better than WWE, and it's a period of like three to four years, possibly. And that period was 2006 to 2009, somewhat. Now, don't get me wrong, 2008 WWE was elite. However, let me me just talk about some of the roster that was there in TNA. AJ Styles, Perk Angle, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, Suicide, The Motor City Machine Guns, Beer Money, Fucking Amazing Red, Jay Lethal, Christian Cage, Jeff Jarrett. Like, I just named about 15 names off the top of the head, off of my head, man. The roster was elite. The matches were elite. Um, I, I genuinely, because here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I started watching WWE in 2007, about the same I started watching WWE TNA the same year. Um, when I first started watching, I think it was post Benoit. It was either yeah, it was either post Benoit or pre WrestleMania twenty seven and twenty three. Wait, did Benoit happen before WrestleMania or after? Benoit happened after WrestleMania twenty three. Okay. It happened that summer. Okay, so yeah, it was probably like right after WrestleMania because that's when I found out it was in Detroit. That year, but yeah, you know, around that time, like things were just kind of like they were. I mean, WrestleMania 23 was great, but then you know, you had the Highlanders as tag team champions. I think they won the titles. I mean, I I don't really remember, but I know that they were (laughs) fighting for the titles. I remember that, and they were chanting TNA during WWE shows. So. Oh my God! But um, John, what did what did you think about TNA during that era? And do you think they were actually better than WWE at the time? Mm, I want to say they were better than WWE at the time, but TNA during that time was amazing. 
amazing. <laughs> Not better than WWE, but amazing. Like no other company, not even AEW, can compete on the level that TNA did through those three years. No other company, not Ring of Honor, not New Japan, not even WWE. But those three years that TNA had, you can't compare it. Okay, okay. Because I I thought you were talking about like AEW in comparison to WWE right now. I thought that's what you were saying. Okay, so AEW compared to TNA back then. Okay, okay, I see. What you, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Cause Lord knows I fucking love AEW, but it's the flippity dippity shit sometimes just really irks my nerves. But you know, like the flippity dippity that actually look realistic. Ultimate X Man, the whole X Division slaps every fucking. Oh. Like, bro, they used to have triple threat matches on a weekly basis, man. <laughs> weekly basis. Weekly fucking basis. Like, you you went to you went to see watch SmackDown for tag team matches. You went to TNA for triple threats, bro. And they used to be bangers every single time, man. Mm-hmm. Man, but the shit, bro. The wrestlers used to be trying to kill themselves, man. I swear. Perk Angle jumping off the top of the steel cage. Uh. Who was that one black dude who ran across the who who walked across the, across the cases through that hurricane runner? Talking about, I know who you're talking about. Bro, was I it Monty Brown? No, 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 no. Hey, bro, quick shout out to him, man, because I know he was he, uh, he he was in WWE during that time, bro. But he should have been a fucking champ, bro. In both oh, yeah. companies, both fucking companies. No, it was Elix Skipper. Uh, that was uh, that nigga Elix Skipper. That was his name. Yeah, but man, he just like balanced himself and just did a hurricane. Exactly. I don't to this day. I would never understand how that happened, man. But again, let me reference the triple threat match: AJ Daniels and Joe. One of the most amazing matches ever. Then I can't believe I'm about to say this. It was Fatal Four Way: AJ Perk Sting. You want to know who the fourth guy in the match was? Matt Morgan. Who was it? Matt fucking Oh, God. And that match slaps. How do, do you know how hard it is to get a good match out of Matt Morgan? And TNA pulled it off. WWE couldn't do it. It's pretty hard. WWE couldn't do it. Now, granted... Perk, Sting, and AJ carried the match, but I mean, hey, it was still good overall. But man, um, so what? What? What are some of your favorite moments from TNA during that time period? TNA, ooh, um, that Kurt Angle debut for sure. The Kurt Angle that that was one of the greatest debuts. Shoot, of all time, <laughs> compared to Chris Jericho's WWE debut with with The Rock. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, my favorite TNA moments. I don't know, man. You know what? I want Loki say AJ winning the title. In that fatal four way, because you know he had won the NWA title before, but he had never had the TNA title ever. And his first time winning it, basically, it was a cool little story where, um, I mean, Sting was low key gonna be pin her angle, but he gave AJ the nod, moved out the ring, and it jumped on Matt Morgan, so AJ could win the title, bro. I wanted to cry off of that. I did. I just wanted to cry. Um. Man, uh, you know what? Um, a match that was went very much under the radar. You say he's a manager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. So John just told me in the chat, Elix Skipper is a manager at Cracker Barrel in Douglasville. It's 30 minutes from campus. 
why y'all do this black man like this? Why did y'all put that this yeah. black man as the manager of Cracker Barrel? You know what? You know what? You might as well go. Hey, bro, I'm not even going. <laughs> if I ever walk in another Cracker Barrel and I see just a whole staff full of black people, bro, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do, bro. Like, I have had so many racially discriminated moments at Cracker Barrel that I don't even want to talk about it, bro. That 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 restaurant has profiled me so many damn times, I don't even want to go into discussion. I don't. But uh, a match I do want to talk about, man, Perk Angle versus Mr. Anderson. I never thought in a million years that everybody would be saying Mr. Kennedy was hella underrated. But Jesus Christ. They they put on a show. And I just, I loved it, bro. I fucking loved it. But... Honestly, my favorite part of TNA in general from that time period is the fact that it was on Spike TV. Because I don't know oh, what yeah. it was about that channel that made it feel so unique, but it gave it its own little aura. And then exactly. once they they tried changing channels, it just just it just fell off right after that. Yeah, yeah but um, because you got TNA wrestling. Then you got a thousand ways to die. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, imagine being high, you watching wrestling, and then next you know it it shows a thousand ways to die right after. That 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 used to trip me out, man. Like they really used to have those on the same shit. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, like a thousand ways to die will come on. So I'm like, is somebody from TNA gonna die? And it's gonna yeah. end up on the show. <laughs> like every I'm like, bro, somebody from TNA is gonna end up on this show because they did some some wild shit, man. But are there any other TNA moments from that time period that you just like, oh yeah, that was the shit. That this like it wasn't in that era, but when Jeff Hardy turned heel. <laughs> Hey, you know what, bro? That's low-key got to go in the best heel turns thing. That It has to. Really? Not, not in the, like, I wouldn't put it in, like, a top 10 or nothing, but it's <laughs> it's for sure up there, man. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy turned heel. Jeff fucking Hardy. I don't get it. I, I don't. Hardy. And they actually managed to pull it off, man. Yeah. And then they wasted his amazing time as a heel on Immortal. The TNA NWO. Man, you know what, bro? We, but honestly, we could devote a whole episode to bashing Hulk Hogan. So. I'm not even gonna waste time, man. Um, any other TNA moments from that period that just changed your entire outlook on wrestling? TNA moments that changed my outlook on wrestling. Uh when it was like the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> 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 and it was like Bret Hart came back on Monday Night Raw, which which was pretty fucking huge. And then TNA had Jeff Hardy, Hulk Hogan, and everybody <laughs> on that same episode on that same night. N- nigga, I was going back and forth between channels, like, oh shit, <laughs> like this is lit. <laughs> oh my god, man! Hulk Hogan, man, this man single handedly killed that company. And I will die on that hill. I will straight up die on that hill. Wasn't Dixie Carter. I mean, she was part of it, but Hogan fucked up everything. Yeah. That shit would not be called Impact Wrestling if it was not for Hulk Hogan. 
And to this day, I still hate that fucking name. I hate that name. Like, that's the TV show name, not not the whole brand. Exactly. And then they changed the ropes. Well, I heard that's because the wrestlers kept getting hurt. So I, I guess I understand. Oh, that. yeah. The, um, the six-sided ring. Yeah. To the four-sided. And then it was around, like, I believe 2014. They, changed, they went back to the six-sided. And now it's four-sided again. Yeah. Man, but I, I've been I've been hearing impacts on the rise, so maybe I'll start watching TNA again. But personally, I think that they were better than WWE at the time. But that's just me. That's just me. But if that's gonna do it, that'll wrap up this episode of Hoopex. Thank you guys for listening again. I hope everybody had a great holiday. Um, we did have the live stream for Survivor Series. Went pretty interesting, say the least. Um, if you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. But I hope you guys enjoyed that. We will for sure be doing another one sometime soon. Just stay on the lookout for that. And with all that said, we will see you guys next week.